Information about the world of running, inspiration to fuel passion and excellence, and ideas for making connections and finding community. You're listening to A to Z Running. Welcome to the 50th episode of the A to Z Running Podcast. Can you believe 50 episodes? 50 episodes of Helping Runners Thrive with Zach. And I'm Andy. And get engaged and join the conversation before it's too late. What are you saying? Like you're going to go? No, because we, starting next week, for the very first time, we'll have an all-video episode on YouTube. We're staying on podcast platforms, by the way, if that's confusing to you. We're staying everywhere. We're actually going everywhere. Yes. Going everywhere. So we're going to mm-hmm. be on YouTube, which means you need to go to YouTube right now before the launch and subscribe to A to Z Running. Search that up and you will find us. And then you'll get the first episode when it goes live next week. First all video episode. And of course, if you prefer listening here and on all of your other podcast platforms, we'll stay there. And you can jump on a to z running.com and follow us there. And then you'll be updated from everything. And of course, social media, all those places. Really though, we just want to get engaged and connected with you, which is why it's also really valuable to rate and review us, leave yes. comments on things. We love it. Thank you so, so much. Ed Scruggs, he wrote a great review on our podcast, on Apple Podcasts. He wrote, informative as well as entertaining. Listen to A to Z during my early morning recovery runs to help keep me motivated to hit my running goals for the week. So speaking of runners in the area that we semi-kind of know, thanks, Ed, by the way, for that. Um, We were at the BQ2 in Grand Rapids Mm -hmm. to support and cheer on and witness the wonders of people racing again oh everyone it was so great it was awesome so even if you have a friend who's doing a virtual race i would totally recommend getting in your car and cheering for them along the side of the road you can stay really socially distant in this environment so i would really encourage you there's just something amazing about supporting someone in their goals that way i want to give a special shout out to our athlete aaron laplander shout out to aaron shout out to aaron who ran a pr in the marathon she ran 304 a three minute pr Mm -hmm. 304 And we'll link to her social media if you want to see who she is. We're also able to cheer on last week's guest, Bill Johncock. We're so excited. Bill and Logan. Yeah. Yeah. Team Logan. We were able to do that. I mean, it's amazing because I didn't expect that we'd be able to meet them for some time because of COVID, but they had come up to race. And so we were cheering them on. And for those of you who were there, you know that course. It was a six lap course Mm -hmm. in the Millennium Park Kent Trails area. And so that's that's a lot of winding trail turns, a little bit of hills. They try to avoid the big hills if you're familiar with those trails. But here, Bill's pushing Logan mm-hmm. in these turns and trails. And if you're not familiar with pushing any kind of stroller at relatively high effort, it's not easy to do. Yeah, he was popping wheelies. It was really incredible. Really something. Impressed. Nice work, Bill. Yeah, and I also was able to meet social media friends, Julia, Julia on the Run, Mary Kitchen, Marathon Mama 11, and Stephanie Martin. We got to cheer her on. Mama Aspiring Boston 26.2. I'm sure there were a lot of others out there. Make sure you reach out to me because I took a ridiculous amount of photos. And I will send she them did. to you for free. Just uh, message me at a to z running at gmail.com uh, and I'll send them to you. That was such an incredible experience. And it just reminds us why we love running community and 
why we are so interested in investing the time and energy to connect with all of you because that's really what makes it all come alive. You know, you can you can train for months on end, months and months on end when you know that at the end of it, this opportunity awaits, this experience of going out there together and pushing ourselves to our limits. And even if I'm not the one in the race, just being there and and supporting and observing, it's just awesome. And I have to say too, it's so in, it is so inspiring and I have... <laughs> Mr. John Cock, so grandfather John Cock, Logan's grandpa. He's 92 years old. He has made a lot of like a lot of age group records and whatnot. But he, after the race, was like, I, I just need to go race now. I'm, I'm planning my next race. 92 he's years 92 old, and he's like, I got, a, I got the bug back. I, I watched a race, and now I got to go do it. And of course, you know, even he mentioned a year ago, he set the half marathon record at 90 plus. And the first thought is, do 90 plus year olds? physically run half marathons and for him the answer is yes yes so very inspiring all around so we've got a great topic for you on the episode today and an incredible guest as well Yes, we have Mary Weinberg, our very first gold medalist on air, and she's an author, a motivational speaker, and of course, an athlete. So we are so excited to have her on to talk about living victoriously in life and in sport, no matter what place we finish or what we accomplish. So before we get to that, let's go ahead and touch base on some of the latest from the world of running. First, while we're on the topic of age group records and just incredible things that people who don't seem like they should be able to physically do these things somehow still pull it off, Dan King from Colorado ran a new age group 60 to 64-year-old mile record in, and I got to pause here now because this is where everyone should be trying to guess. What do you think a 61-year-old could run a mile in? The world record for, for the age group. Well, he ran 449. <laughs> That's so fast. That's faster than my PR guy. At 61. So if any of you know Dan King or know how to get a hold of him, share this with him so that he can hear us say, you are our hero in this moment. Yeah, absolutely. And we want to thank Kevin Doofendock and Benjamin Murray, who both sent us this article wanting us to share it on air. We think it's great. So thank you for that. Karsten Warholm is on fire this year. As many of you know, if you listen to the A to Z Running Podcast, he ran the 400-meter hurdles in a time of 47.08, which was a 40-year-old meet record at the ISTAF event. And at the same event from Great Britain, Laura Muir, who's another name we've been talking about a lot, ran a 357 in the 1500, which we always have to do this because for most of us, a 1500 is kind of a difficult time to conceptualize or event to conceptualize. That's um, very nearly 415 in the mile. So fast. It's really, really fast. And there is a couple other outstanding performances, but we do want to mention Cindy O'Feely. She won the hurdles. We've been talking about her because she was on our podcast a few weeks ago. Last week, she was the British champion in the 110 meter hurdles. And she was on our podcast talking about speed. So here, there's more evidence that she knows what she's talking about when it comes to developing speed. So make sure you check out that episode. We will link to it. And as Andy mentioned, other races and results and some other things to note, we'll put links in the episode, a dizzyrunning.com slash episode 50. That is five zero. As mentioned, joining us today, our first gold medalist on air at A to Z Running, 
Mary Weinberg. She's a medalist as well as an author and motivational speaker. In 2008 is when she won her gold medal as part of Team USA in the 4x400 meters. And to earn her place on that team, Mary was second at the U.S. Olympic trials in the open 400 meter in an extremely competitive field. She also earned gold at a world championship in 2007 as part of Team USA. And get this, her 400 meter PR is 50.24 seconds. It's amazing. That's Mary, fast. Yeah, so fast. Mary's degrees in education and with her running experience, it makes her uniquely equipped to speak about sports messages. She also authored the book, I Didn't Win. And in this book, a young kid learns about uh, how it is to train and, and not win and how victory comes through the work getting to that goal. And that's a children's book. It's, that's a a, children's it's great. Book. Well-written for kids to, to grasp these deep and difficult ideas. And this is what it says in the book description. Life is full of choices, decisions, and opportunities. Your perseverance determines your destiny. And that brings us to our conversation today. Winning is more than gold. Even though Mary won an actual gold medal, she breaks down (laughs) how we can too find gold as non-Olympians and find victory in the work that we do in our lives. How we face decisions and how we perceive our obstacles can translate to victory. So we asked Mary a lot of questions about her experiences and some of the lessons she's learned over the course of a career that involved certainly plenty of defeat, but then obviously victory at the highest level as well. Um, So there's some there's some good tidbits there. But we also really try to to get to the practical application of how we find motivation in the midst of these moments of seemingly defeat. And so I think that it's going to be a really valuable time to hear her articulate how we can navigate that in our minds, but also what we can do practically to try to address those things. And one of her comments that I just thought was really a powerful one is kind of like a, an underscore, a foundational thought with all of these things. She said, you have to find peace. Hmm. And as runners, we don't often think about the word peace. But so many of us do aspire toward that. You know, as we're out running, we're looking for the serenity that comes when you're running in a beautiful place or you're engaging in a really energizing experience that's, you know, semi-fatiguing but makes you feel better about yourself kind of thing. Like those are really powerful things and all of that speaks to a way to find peace. And I really appreciated that thought. Mm -hmm. And we'd love to hear it from the gold medalist herself, Mary Weinberg. Thank you so much for coming on the show, Mary. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here tonight. Yeah, we're just thrilled to have you on the show, not just because you are super speedy. We just gave our audience a lowdown on some of your running history, um, but also because your mission is to inspire and to motivate people. And I'm thrilled that our audience gets to hear from you. Thank you. I love to inspire, um, you know, others. I love to allow people to secure their goals and just to go after their dreams. So, you know, thank you for including me. Thank you for having me on the show. And hopefully, you know, someone walks away with something inspirational that will come from me. Absolutely. So maybe that's uh, maybe that's a great place to start because you're talking about right. helping inspire <laughs> others to you know go after dreams and things. And you've had some pretty pretty sound experience with <laughs> achieving so. dreams in in the running world. So talk to us about the uh, the Olympic experience and and what you know what stands out to you most. What's what's most valuable from that experience yourself? You know, for me, making the my first Olympic team, um, and when I made the team, I think I was 28 years old, and you know, being compared to a lot of the athletes that were already there and had made 
this was like their second or their third team. I think it was an amazing experience for me to just look at my journey of getting to the Olympic Games and realizing that I had made it there. And I had come from, you know, starting from the bottom, I guess you could say, where I wasn't winning these races and I wasn't even sure if I wanted to be an Olympian, let, let, let alone be an Olympic gold medalist. And, you know, when I decided that I wanted to just train and just give my all, and I can remember crossing that line at the Olympic trials and just securing that second place finish and realizing that at that moment, I had finally did it, you know, like it is happening for me. The year 2008 is very important to me. It stands for a lot of stuff. It stands for the fact that, like I said, I proved myself. And just being able to get off of the plane in Beijing and realize that I am there to not only represent Team USA, but I was there to be with my teammates who I've gotten the opportunity just to get to know so much better. And I look at it as, yes, they're my competitors, but at the same time, they're also my teammates. That is so cool. So talk to us a little bit about the race, like being there at the Olympics racing for gold you know i was asked to run the first leg of the four by four and i'm thinking oh my goodness they they want me to run the first leg but i realized that they chose me to run the first leg because they knew that i was going to give them a consistent leg and they had been watching and they knew kind of my race strategy and how i ran the 400 and so you know i was just excited i was excited to be there i was excited to have another opportunity i actually went in the open 400 as well and I only made it to the semifinal rounds. And, you know, I could have said, hey, I'm done. I, I give up. I, I don't want to do it anymore. And I told myself, you get 10 minutes maybe at the most to get upset and be mad that you didn't make that final in the 400. But you have to let that go because there are four other individuals, you know, depending on you. And in the four by four, we actually have five gold medals out there. So there were five of us that ran the race. And I cherish the memory of just being able to be with those ladies and make history. And just even to this day, just still, you know, talking with them about the memory that we made. So our audience knows that you've written a book called I Didn't Win. It's a children's book. So how does an Olympic gold medalist, <laughs> Olympic gold medalist, the best in the world, have experience in both victory and defeat to write this book, I Didn't Win? Tell us about yeah. that. You know, I decided to write this book. Um, I'm a school teacher as well. I originally started off in education and then I gave up my job, um, my job of teaching to pursue athletics. And it was just the right call at the time. And I'm so happy that I made that choice. But when I was done with the sport, I knew that I wanted to get back into education. I've always had a passion of working with children. And I noticed that children suffer with not winning. <laughs> they throw temper tantrums. And I'm like, wait a minute it's okay. This is not the end of the world. But for them, it was hard for them to see that. And I wanted to write a book in which they could relate to a character and the character's name is Jackson. And just seeing that Jackson, you know, even though he had won this race and he got really excited and pumped and wanted to win the next race, well, it didn't happen for him. And it's not that he gave up. Yes, he was sad. He was disappointed, but it taught him that sometimes things happen in life and you just have to pick yourself back up and keep going. So I wanted kids to relate to that because that happened to me. Mm. I am the Jackson in that story because in the beginning, I didn't win very many races. I actually doubted myself a lot and, you know, trying to get into the Olympic, um, I guess the scene and on that Olympic stage, 
it's rough. And if you let it get to you, it can totally take you out and make you think that you're not good enough. And so I had to keep building on from each of those races and learning and learning and learning and finally positioning myself to be able to feel confident and know that I could be my best. Mm. So that's kind of why I wrote the book. And it's really been helping a lot of kids. Um, I know I've gotten feedback from parents and just saying that, wow, this has helped me because I struggle with this as well. So. Mm Yeah. So that point in, that Jackson learns that mm-hmm. it was the victory was in his hard work to get there. Exactly. So tell us a little bit about your hard work to get to where you have come. Oh my goodness. Where should I start? No. <laughs> so when I sit down and I like talk with my kids, I have two daughters and I just kind of reflect and go back in time with them just to tell them, you know, this is what your mom used to do. And these are some of the stories. I know they don't get it just yet, but I know once they get older and of age, a little bit, maybe into junior high or high school, they'll understand that, wow, my mom went through a lot of different things to get to where she is today. And I'm a very strong person. Um, I, when I look back at, to, you know, at some of the things that I had to go through before the Olympics, I'm thinking, I didn't think that I could get there. I didn't think that I could do this. And I'm just so amazed and I'm so happy that those opportunities allowed me to learn so much, so many different life lessons. One of the, uh, one of the things that I really find fascinating about the sport of running is that the majority of our experiences as athletes in the sport are losses. If you, th- if you think about it, for most runners, most of the time, you are not finishing in first place. So this question of, you know, when we're thinking about the many who are listening to this conversation right now and participate in the sport and don't necessarily win races, you know, because most of us don't win races. Right. So, so how do we, how do we find that kind of perspective that you're talking about, you know, it's you're, you're winning and you're losing, you're working hard. And, and that's part of that victory, whether or not you finish first. What do you say to those listening who might not ever feel a gold medal moment in terms of actually finishing first? You know, I would say to those individuals that it doesn't always have to take a gold medal. It could just be taking those baby small steps of getting towards your accomplishment or the goals that you want to achieve. And I know um, when you're competing, you want to win. You do. I look at it as going towards your goals and whether there is a small goal first that you're hitting, then a bigger goal, and then the next goal after that. And I think for me, being able to win the gold medal, um, it allowed me to see that I could not only put my body through some amazing things to, to get there, but just also that, hey, I can do anything, you know? Um, and that's the mindset that I tell everyone. You have to change your mindset about things. And I used to think negative about things. And like I said, I used to think that I couldn't do things. But then I said, you know what? I can do this and I will do this and I am going to do this. And so that really helped out quite a bit. You mentioned earlier, Mary, uh, talking with your daughters specifically about these topics, yeah. which, um, you know, I always I always reflect on it. It tends to be very difficult to convince a, a child, especially, you know, the <laughs> age matters here, but to convince a child that it's worth continuing to try, even if you don't feel like you're successful, you know, I'm not as good as my cousin over there who's a year older than me and always better than me at everything you know all of those kinds of things how so how do we take even you know any person a child or an adult in that in that valley in this in the trial the string of defeats how do we take a person out of that even if 
we can't do it with, you know, cause we can't always do it with the promise of it can get better because we don't know that for sure, but we still know that you don't have to stay in that place. How do, how do we get someone out of that place? Yeah, I just tell the kids and, and, you know, even as a teacher, I just tell them to do their best. That's all that you can ask for is, did you do your best? And like you said, you don't know where it's going to take you or what's going to happen. But at the end, can you be happy and can you be satisfied that you gave your best? And if you did, then that's all that matters at the end of the day. That's all that matters. How do you banish fear? I'm asking, you know, personally, how, how to banish fear? Because you, you you're just so full of um, confidence and integrity. And I love that about you. What would you tell someone who um, struggles with fear to the start line and, you know, pushing that aside and going for their dreams? I think for myself, it was the years of just having that low self-esteem and that fact that I didn't think that I belonged on the line. And I think once I got past that, which was the mental aspect that was really holding me back, I started to open myself and my mind up to the fact that I can only allow positive things to come inside and everything that's negative, it just doesn't even come my way. And if I see it start coming, I just start thinking something 10 times more positive, you know? Mm -hmm. So I think that really has helped me. And that's what I would encourage to others. Um, You just got to be, you have to find happiness and you have to find peace. And for me, finding peace within my whole um, childhood story and just my history, finding peace allowed me to see things in a different, just a different way. And seeing it in a different way allowed me, of course, to go after those goals with a better attitude, being more confident and just knowing that, hey, if I don't accomplish this goal, there's going to be another one that I can accomplish even better. Mm. I love that perspective. That's so great. Yeah. I think a lot of us need to It took a while to get there though. (laughs) It took a while to get there and it's okay that it took a while to get there, but um, you know, I'm so happy that I, that I am here. I'm so happy that I was able to, um, I guess, leave that young girl who was afraid and leave that young girl who thought that she didn't belong and to become this woman that, you know, Hey, I know that I belong. I know that I did it. And I know that I'm so happy that I was able to do that with the fact of knowing, Hey, I'm never giving up no matter what. So clearly so many different things that you've been able to do to help inspire others, you know, from your own successes and accomplishments, but also to the work directly with writing the books and sharing your life story as well, Mary. Um, Is there anything else as I, as I just reflect on, you know, we want to take that inspiration to our audience in as many ways as we can. Is there anything else that you feel like you could share Mm -hmm. to help inspire and encourage people listening? Yeah, you know, I always am, I'm doing something. I'm always doing something. My girls will say, mom, you're so busy. You're always out there making sure that people know about your brand. They know about Secure Your Gold Thursdays and just the things that I do within USA Track and Field as well. Um, I have Secure Your Gold Thursdays in which I'm trying to highlight different individuals and just showing how they secure their gold because I'm a firm believer that if you surround yourself with, again, positive people and just hearing other people's stories, you can relate and that just allows you to find just that one more reason of why you can go after the same goal as well. Um, I'm also doing a lot of motivational speaking. I have a partnership with Airbnb with the Olympic athletes in which I share my story on their platform. I'm excited about that. And then obviously with my two books. So yeah, I'm going to be doing some virtual tours with that as well to really hit home to the school aged children that, Hey, you don't always have to win. There's other ways and there's a lesson that you're going to learn even sometimes when you have to lose. 
That's so good. I'm so glad we had the chance to talk to you, Mary. You're just so full of vibrancy and enthusiasm. And obviously, you know, as being a gold medalist and then also someone who believes in the perseverance that people need to master in order to help them achieve goals in their personal lives and maybe on the track too. (laughs) Exactly. Yes. Yes. I love the fact that I want everyone to have unwavering perseverance. Mm-hmm. unwavering perseverance i love that mm-hmm. well you can find the link to that book as well as all the ways to follow hey. mary in our show notes that's a to z running.com slash episode 50 thanks so much for joining us mary so hopefully you found that as practically motivational and inspiring as i did you know certainly it was quite uplifting and so appreciated mary taking the time out of her busy schedule between mm-hmm. writing books and you know speaking. being a mom and speaking i and think touring. she did like a commencement recently <laughs> oh, amazing yeah. so yeah great thing great things so andy what struck you the most I just loved how she said that she just kind of put blinders up to negativity at times, that she didn't allow for defeat to be defeat, that she, you know, really did as like Johnny Egger said um, in a quote in our previous podcast last week, that it's a stepping stone to success, you know, that he doesn't see failure as failure because it's really not. It can really launch us into our next gold, as Mary would say, finding our gold. And I did want to mention, too, about Mary is that on Thursdays, she does Secure Your Gold. And I'm going to link to that because it's really cool. She has a lot of great guests on her show that's on Instagram. So again, that's at Mary Weinberg 400. And when you follow her and you're following us, you're already halfway to entering a contest that we are having. And it's a giveaway of her book and some A to Z running shirts. So you're going to want to make sure that you look out for that. So yes, follow at A to Z running and at Weinberg 400 to make sure that you can also be in the running to win that giveaway. So as mentioned, next week marks the debut of a video version. So you can watch us talk. Yes. on the podcast and it will be exclusively available on our youtube channel so find us at a to z running and subscribe so that you can get that first so follow subscribe comment review all those things you've got your homework now before next week and we certainly have ours trying to scramble to get this thing ready <laughs> for you in in time for prime time so again we're going to thank mary for being on the show today for more content like this It's coming for you next week.